You ready to do this? I say, uh, Travis, press the play. Press the, the goddamn button. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Ghost in a Paranormal and True Crime Podcast. You're goddamn right. If you're here for fuck offery and bullshit antics, you've come to the right fucking place. As Phil said, this is the Ghosts in the Night podcast, also known as GITN podcast, also known as two fucking dudes who kind of know what they're doing. They have a loose understanding of how this process works. They're not very good at social media. We're about to get banned off of fucking Instagram, apparently. Fuck you. No sense of humor. They have none. They're not even that bad. It was just a... They were all... It was four Jeffrey Dahmer memes. That's it. It was one was like, I ate five guys before it was a restaurant. One was like, if you are what you eat, then shouldn't I be an innocent man? And then I don't even fucking remember the other two. Before we get started with our bullshit, tell them what we're talking about tonight. We're going to be talking about a heist. At one point... It's one of the largest heists in the history of the United States. Really? Yes. One of. Well, I think it may have been at one point, but it got trumped pretty quickly. One of the things that trumped it was a fucking an art thievery. Art thievery. Which, how do you even put a fucking total on that? It's Which, art. Honestly, this is... I Listen, I love me a good serial killer and murder shit, mm -hmm. but... We all do. You know, I, we've talked about doing like that L.A. robbery that was featured in Heat. Yeah. You know, but branch true crime out a little bit. Yeah. To a heist or It is a still true, and it is a crime. But is bank robbery really a crime? Yes. They're fucking us in the ass as it is. And, I mean, let's be real. They're getting their money back anyway. It's all insured. So, you know, as long as whoever steals does the Robin Hood thing, steal from the rich. Yeah, they're just going to go yep. into, they're going to go into the fucking... The vault full of gold that doesn't exist anymore at Fort Knox. I still think that. Like, when are they going to come out and say that there's nothing in fucking Fort Knox anymore? There isn't anymore? anything in Fort Knox because we're not backed by gold anymore. That's what I'm saying. When are they going to tell us what's in there? I don't know. It's probably just some dude. Probably a bunch of porn. It's probably some dude. Jerking it. It's probably, you know what? It's probably like a really cool hang, like man cave for the president. Joe Biden's in there fucking eating crayons and telling you what the window tastes like <laughs> he would be um what else uh well getting back to the instagram thing like so for those of you who listen to us or watch us on youtube while we record these live on our wonderful youtube channel we are probably going to prepare a little bit with instagram yeah we're like low-key shadow band right now so we are thinking about starting a backup instagram account just in case we'll let you know travis gets a heart on one time and pushes us off the ledge so we will not be completely banned. oh yeah that's right i meant to get on twitter and like and at elon musk and be like elon musk buy fucking meta so i don't have to worry about this bullshit anymore. you know i was speaking you can put fucking porn on twitter but you can't I, and can't you put tits on fucking instagram now I don't know. Isn't that Meta's new thing? Like, you're allowed to put nipples in there or some shit like that, but you're not allowed to show fucking vaginas and peepees and buttholes? I don't... I didn't think you could ever do that. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know, but either way, there's plenty of chicks on there that show their ass. 
but I can't share a fucking Jeffrey Dahmer meme. No. You shitting me? But they I haven't flagged any of our fucking reels or anything, and we say way more outlandish shit than any of those memes. Yeah, but they're all beeped out. But at the same yeah. and also, while we're on the subject, our most popular thing that we've ever uploaded on any social media is a fucking video of a bunch of pictures of some like fucking art that I took pictures of in Minnesota and put a farting Jurassic Park soundtrack over. I checked it earlier tonight. It's at like 640,000 views. I think that classifies us as viral. If it happened overnight, it would. Hey. Or in like a 48-hour period. It's literally take, more popular than like every other thing we've ever done combined. We take our uh, posting and our viral content slowly like we have sex. We slow build. I don't know, but the Hispanic culture to. seems to love it. You have to when you're my age. You can't. I can't do nothing fast. Oh, yeah, the Hispanic people seem, tend to seem to love that video. A lot of comments with ja, 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 ja. But uh, so basically for all of you listening uh, to the podcast on your favorite podcast app, be sure to go over to YouTube, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and follow us on all, so, all the social medias. They're in the description. They'll be in the show notes. Yeah, and that way if we're fucking – if you go follow us on Instagram and it doesn't exist – Check out YouTubers and streaming platforms and we'll inform you of our new fucking Instagram because I got us fucking kicked off Instagram. Yes, you did. Not you yet. Were, not yet. It's official. You didn't even know. I think I, I, think I might just stop posting. A lot of th stuff that I read said just like stop posting for like a couple days to maybe, sorry, a week. Well, you know, see, I, I, I was the one who found it. What was funny was. I hadn't been on you handle on Instagram. Instagram. It didn't like they're like, oh, we send you a notification or a, a a warning. The fuck you do? I didn't get a notification about that shit. I, I got a notification that they pulled the fucking post. I didn't get a notification that they were talking about seizing our fucking account. Seizing our assets, 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 abscess, ads, whatever. Fuck, I, I'm out of shit. Adseg administration, assets. administrative seg assets segregation is what I'm trying to say. No, but. What was oh fuck? I've lost my train of thought again. Excellent. It's, it's hell getting old. Oh, for those you did who, have a stroke earlier this year oh, as well. Yeah, but you know, it happens. Blame it on the obvious. Blame it on the obvious. But I really think that if people would just follow us or subscribe to the YouTube channel, all would be all would be fine. Eh. I like Instagram. See, I don't like a lot Instagram. of good. A lot of good uh, networking can be done through Instagram. Has been done. Well, like I said, I hadn't been because I need to get back on that shit. Actually, I noticed it. I was the one who found it, and I hadn't been on. I let you handle the Instagram because it frankly annoys me. But I just and happened I'm to get on it. it. I, I said, okay, let me get on it for a while. I got on, so I started looking at the dashboard. Mm -hmm. I saw a little new thing, so I hit the new. I was like, huh, we are about to lose your account. I was like, bunch of fucking bitches. I was like, damn it, Travis, what'd you do? So I started reading. I said, oh. And, but the shit was back from October, November. That's what I'm saying. It's like, been months ago. Why the ago. fuck? Like, but it seems to be affecting us now. Well, I think we've... I, well, you know, here's a good way to solve that problem. If we are being shadow banned. Which, Follow us on Twitter. <laughs> which, yeah, Twitter. I was watching porn the other night on Twitter. I was like... Literally. Oh, literally, I was watching a female do fellatio to a man. Literal pornography on fucking Twitter. I was like... How can they get away with this? Over dumb shit. Like, I'll I'll search something just to, like, watch some random funny videos while I'm, like, on a smoke break at work. And then it's, like, a fucking a P and a V. Or sometimes a P and a B. I mean, I was sitting in my car the other night mm. on Twitter. 
And I so and I got nervous. I was like, "Oh, is somebody?" I was in a parking lot. I was like, "Make sure somebody's what, not walking up Maybe behind." Somebody me. With their small children just like standing there staring at you, <laughs> just at... in disgust. <laughs> hey, it's call Musk. Let him tell, complain to him, right? Okay. Anything else you want to talk about before we get started on this uh, heist? Took a mean shit before we did this. Okay. Anything other than you're welcome. I did it after you showered. I know. But I can still smell it in here. It's fuming up in here. It was it was pretty it was pretty gnarly. It Nobody. was like it was like it was like fucking Vietnam jungle warfare in that bathroom. It's like you think everything's calm and normal, and boom, fucking trap door opens. Next thing you know, there's blood, gut, and spitting ass all over the place. Oh, one other thing. Be sure for all of our loyal fans, all seventeen of you. Hey, we have. Quite a few followers on pot, on our podcast apps. I've looked and into that. All of our listeners in Bahrain were still number fifty six hey, on those charts. Today we were we, we were in Great Britain. Britain and Canada. The Canucks love us. Oh yeah, you like listening to my podcast, eh? Well, why don't you go down to the Hojo's, get yourself a cup of coffee, and then let me know how it is. And if it's really bad, I'll come up there. And I'll fucking ho- ho- hockey fight the motherfuckers. But the people who are with us week in week out know we're doing this. We are back to putting up more shorts. And we've had a more, few. More, a lot more. A lot more. We are going balls to the wall. And we're getting some success, success and, the past 24 hours. And you're talking about me and Phil, so we got to be pretty close to that fucking wall. Let's just say, for a glory hole, you can't have no three-quarter inch thick um, drywall with me. It's got to be that quarter inch shit. Maybe a little paneling. Fuck that drywall shit. There's got to be like a body shape in the wall so you can also put part of your body in there. But... To all of our people who follow us, and we appreciate you greatly and who tune in every week, be sure to share our shorts, because that's basically how that Instagram post went viral, with six people were sharing it. Yeah. We got a lot of shares. So, you know, share our shit. A lot of shares, a lot of saves, a lot of comments, a lot of likes. So just share it. It is literally like our most popular thing on all of our platforms probably put together. And let's be honest, it's kind of stupid. It's hilarious. I looked at it, I was like, what the fuck? No, there's been some other stuff that you've posted on there and we've posted that's actually much funnier. Yeah. And we are not that fucking funny. Yeah, but let's that, be honest. That we've come to that realization. We just have to stop fucking trying. Yeah, I don't give a shit. I'm just posting shit. Yeah, like just slap it up there. Just as long as one of us is yelling fuck in the beginning of it, it seems to do pretty well. I, I like my little, oh my God, little thing that I did on that one. That was funny. Oh, dude, like literally, I've noticed everything that starts with me cussing. Tends to do all right. All right. Let's get into uh, this. Should be pretty fucking easy for us. Like almost every sentence. Is like, well, this fucking guy. All right. Let's go ahead and get into uh, what's the name of this? What's the name of this podcast episode? This is the Loomis Fargo heist. So I've taken to Wells Fargo that got heisted. It was a Loomis Fargo or Loomis. It, it was, this was back in the 90s. Oh, so things have Wells didn't come. Wells didn't get involved until after this. Wells catfish. Okay. It's a big catfish. All right, Travis. Bring us home, baby. Bring All us right. home. In 1997, David Gant, a Loomis Fargo employee in Charlotte, North Carolina, was working a shitload. This dude was working like 70-hour weeks at the time. And he was doing so for this company as an armored truck transport employee, making just over $8 an hour. And he was... Very unsatisfied with his job at this point in time. He had kind of a shitty job. His life was a little pouring. And, you know, 
I could be wrong. I, as we all know, am young and boisterous, and Phil is an ancient fucking dust fart. I don't know. Eight something was that good in ninety seven? What eight dollars an hour in ninety seven? Uh, no, not really. No. I didn't think so. Not for something Let's like say that. My, my oldest daughter. I was married and had a daughter in ninety seven. Well, end of ninety seven. Shit, I made. Of course, I made about what I make now. So, fuck. Damn, now I'm depressed. Now I'm now I'm really poor. But I mean, <laughs> especially for this job, uh, to be to work on an armored truck, I would eight dollars th- an hour. Eat my dick. Yeah, that's. I don't think that was. That, you better have some really good fucking benefits at that point. Yeah, I mean, eight dollars an hour, ninety seven, not great. I mean, twelve. Now, like, if 14, you if I, think I was been pretty good for that. And aren't these guys? These guys can carry. Yeah. Well, and the, there's also, like, that was my thought. I'm like, okay, so $8, fuck $8 an hour, eight something. It was more than $8, but eight something an hour, eat my fucking balls. Are you shitting me? Well, Unless my benefits are so good that when I go to get new new glasses and they give me a fucking ocular test, they then go, okay, now we owe you $35. Unless I'm getting money back from every medical expense I ever have. Fuck it. Fuck them. Here's the thing. What I want to here's the real problem with this. I think you're paying somebody eight dollars an hour that's carrying a gun. I'm sorry. I want somebody that's carrying a gun to make a little bit more than eight dollars an hour, or make no money because they get to carry a gun and they're having fun. Or no, I think maybe Wild West motherfuckers. Pew, pew. Well, you know me. I'm two A baby all the way. <laughs> I think we should go back to the fucking Wild West, Dodge City shit. Everybody carrying. You can call me I, Aaron Burr for the way I'm dropping Hamiltons. We, can, I think, you know, we, a lot of this be pro, problems could be solved or if we Jeffersons, just go. Whatever. We just go back to uh, shoot out the OK Corral. Fuck this bullshit. Anyway, I don't entirely disagree. I don't want somebody that is responsible for a lot of money and armed to only make eight dollars an hour. I think that they should. Pay a little bit more. You kind of want to attract the higher echelon of human beings, I would think. There you go. How about don't pay me a wage at all? Just give me a percentage of all of my pickups. There you go. That's the way to do it. Okay. So any fucking way. Before all of this that we're going to get into, David was a nice law-abiding boy. He was a Gulf War veteran. So that's cool. Well, you know. That's least, always good. At least he knows how to handle a firearm. Right. Hopefully. <laughs> now, while he was working for this company, David, and this was a known thing by his coworkers, had a bit of a crush on one Kelly Campbell, who was a former employee of this security exchanges company, if you will, um, even though he was currently married to his wife, Tammy. But on top of that, Tammy was apparently kind of a frigid bitch have you ever met a tammy that wasn't a bitch that's a fair point of course then again having a crush on a girl named kelly's not good either i digress so kelly campbell started talking to david about planning to rob the company like just he he ha ha is like imagine what what would happen mind you this is in north carolina and fucking 97. Imagine what would happen, David. Oh, my goodness. We could have a triple-wide trailer. She was planting a seed in yes. David's 
David. She was playing Copenhagen, swallowing. Yeah, brain. she was trying to plant a seed while David was trying to plant a seed. She was just like, "Oh my God, we could have like our own Mountain Dew dispenser in the house, David." I'll tell you, if you want to get me to rob a bank, it could be done. I could be easily persuaded. <laughs> if well, this just, isn't even a bank, or they what, don't even rob a armored bank. or armored car or any kind of robbery. I could be. Oh no, those armored car robberies are fucking. Like the the when they run up on them, those things are pretty pretty intense. You know, you just flash some boobs at me, and I'll pretty much agree to fucking anything. I don't doubt that at all. I'm easy. What can I say? So yeah, she was like, you know, just in passing, kind of throwing this whole thing out there, and like they could pull it off, and they could run away together and live happily after after, like Shrek and Fiona, or what have you, Eric and Ariel. I think it was Eric, wasn't it? Your knowledge of Animated movies is nauseating. I'm a '90s kid. That's true. You fucking young. fucking you uh, young whopper snappers. Nala and Simba. Oh, little I do. I... Can you feel the love tonight? But here's the thing. Suck about, it, Elton John. I, I actually, you know, John. Lion King. Not that was a good bad. movie. Not bad. But great here's soundtrack. The, here's the thing. I hate when they say a lion, the male lion, is king of the jungle. No, he's not. Well, the female lion is the dominant one, does all the hard shit. The male lion is a lazy but fuck. He protects the territory. He's a lazy fuck, sits on his ass and eats while he makes the woman do everything. We need to bring feminism to the lion community. That's a fucking, there we go. That's our next big fucking push. No, the Lion King, I will admit, I'm man enough to say it was a pretty good movie. Great soundtrack, like I said. That fucking Nazi scene, though, with the fucking hyenas. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. I don't give a shit if that's a... Well, actually, I was going to say I don't give a shit that if it's a children's movie. It's a Disney movie. They're Nazis. They're Nazis. They were doing the Nazi fucking march and everything. Be prepared to take out Jewish people. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, shit. We just got... No what? wonder Dude, we're... literally, like, they're like Simba. You must kill my nephew, Simba Schwartz. All right. <laughs> and then the toucan. I think it's time for you and I to arrange I like the, the little, heart I like to the heart. little, the monkey. Rafiki? Yeah. The one that made no fucking sense all the time, but he made all the sense at the same time. Exactly. He takes a second, a close back seat to Apu from Aladdin. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of Otis from Mayberry. The drunk. <laughs> always blabbling or something, but makes fucking sense at some time. Fair enough. That's not a bad comparison. I'll have to give that one to you. So, we got Kelly Campbell throwing her fucking, her, her I don't even know, her, her beef curtains around at old David trying to get him to do stuff. Her blue waffle. She probably smelled like fucking, like, skull peach and fucking... Old Hoosier slicks. And 97, her... I don't think they had Skull Peach yet. I don't know. In an area like this, I feel like they can make whatever the fuck they want. That's true. They didn't even, no, they didn't even have dip or chew. They just fucking grabbed a, a leaf, just wadded that motherfucker up like uh, one of those berries they eat in the Amazon. They're like fucking Coke. I don't remember. Beetle nut, I think is what it's called. Beech nut. The no, not the oh. baby food company. Okay, 
Which also made tobacco products. Yeah, Beech Nut. Actual chewing tobacco. Yeah, my dad worked for Beech Nut. My grandfather used to. So did my grandfather. That's how my dad no, got No, my the grandfather job. used to, was a consumer of Beech Nut. Oh, my did grandpa have, worked at Beech Nut and then got my dad a job there. Did have the nicest packaging, I might say. Your grandpa? <laughs> no, Beech Nut chew. <laughs> There's a clip. Uh, anyway, continue. I've never with, seen that Continue shit. with this bitch Kelly trying to fuck up his life. Oh, man. Double entendre. So Kelly had been talking to her friend Steve Campbell as well about this dorky-ass dude who named David. Fucking whore. Who could potentially get them access to the money stored in the vault at Loomis Fargo. Oh. Now, Steve Campbell was friends with Kelly from high school, and he was known around town as being like a half-ass criminal. He had a criminal history. He wasn't the most straightforward guy, but it was all like a little petty bullshit, and he was in debt, and daddy, 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 which joined the club, bud. Now, uh, Kelly then went on, after having these conversations and these planning sessions, she went on to put on those old 1987 Demi Moore fucking, hey, how you doing, showgirls moves on David, and... This is when she brought up the idea of an actual heist to him, which got his gears turning a little bit. And he started thinking about, like, maybe I could do this. Maybe this could happen. I don't like my life. I've always been poor. He literally says something about, like, after all this, like, he was like, he was like, I was used to shopping at Walmart. You know, I didn't have to go to Walmart no more. He actually seems like a really nice guy, unfortunately. But the funny thing is, so she started having this conversation with him. He had already been talking about how he was unhappy in his life and everything financially and all that shit. And what actually led to him saying, fuck it, let's do this, was him opening a, I guess, rather large uh, credit card bill. And he was like, no, that's it. God damn it. I can't even afford to go down to the fuck. I can't get me a Mountain Dew Code Red. I can't get me a fucking can of dip. Oh my, I can't do this shit. I can't even afford. I got to get regular original recipe. I can't even afford extra crispy no more. This fucking bullshit. Oh, say I don't. I like original recipe. I, not I don't like KFC. I think it's I fucking mean, garbage. If I'm going to do it, it's going to be original. If uh, I'm going to do it, I'm going to go to Popeye's. That's true. But or I, churches. I haven't had churches in forever. Oh, those no. honey biscuits? No, Fuck I'm, my mouth. No, I'm hungry. I'm Shit. fucking hungry, too. We might have to figure that out later. Okay. Podcast over. We're going to go eat. Fuck you guys. So later on in an interview, David said that he had worked for the company for two years and that they didn't pay very well for the job, which we've already talked about. And he and Kelly had talked multiple times about the fact that they weren't unhappy with all this shit. And, like, this wasn't the first time that the idea had come up. But this, was, I guess, was the fucking turning point where he was like, no, goddamn right, fucking green flag racing. I'm about to Bush series these sons bitches. Oh, uh, you said Bush. Oh, yeah, we also didn't point out, you can't see it very well, but Ron Burgundy uh, of Channel 5 News has joined us this evening. Ronald Joseph Aaron Burgundy, for those that didn't know. He's my friend. Everybody that's listening to this is like, what the fuck are they talking about? There's a fucking Ron Burgundy bronze bust that I... You own, which I don't I was going to say, like, unfortunately, possibly unfortunately for my social life in the eyes of our listeners, 
have owned for multiple years. I'm and I'm still standing by. I've never watched any of those movies, either one of those. Oh movies, my god, you have to watch through. it one time. It's so fucking. It's so stupid, but it's funny. That's what I mean. I don't watch it for any like cinematic glory, but I watch it for a good stupid chuckle. Well, that's why I have this podcast. I was quoting it earlier. She said, Mr. Birkin, do you have a massive erection? He said, it's not actually an erection. It's it's an optical illusion. It's the pleats on the pants. I'm actually actually returning them right now to uh, to the pants store. I might use that in my personal life at some he point. He walked away. He's like, nothing to see here. Don't act like you're not impressed. But anyway, so fast forward a little bit to like fuck it it's on we're fucking doing it david's in he's down with the plan he's gonna get his dream girl kelly and he's gonna get a shitload of benjamins in the process he's gonna be rich he's gonna have the girl of his dreams which if the picture that i saw is the is this person kelly not to be totally offensive did not seem to be the biggest looker in the world Sure, she had a lovely personality, minus the fact that she duped this fucking poor guy into robbing the shit out of their job. Well, his job. She was no longer there at this time. Fucking dick. So, it's on. We're doing it. David's fucking in. Everybody's in. We're, gears are turning. Shit's in motion. We're going to get this motherfucking money. We're game planning now. Yes. So, the heist would involve David and Kelly and Steve, his wife Shelly, kind of. And then this other guy named Eric that was kind of unimportant to the whole thing. Like he was involved in it, but not not to the extent that everybody else was. So what you're telling me, this isn't the Ocean's <laughs> Eleven crew we got. No, here. not at oh, all. Okay. Oh, but this was this I fucking forgot to mention this at the top of the episode. This this story is the true story behind the movie Masterminds, starring Zach Galifianakis. That's another movie I will not see. We were talking, dude. You have to watch it. I do not. You have like, to watch it just for the scene where they're taking photos. I'm not a big fan of Zach Galifianakis. It was the one I was quoting in the car like yesterday or this morning. Was that this morning? They're taking they're taking fucking couples pictures, and he's like this on the ground, and she's laying on his back, and she farts, and he's like, "Good Lord, Janus, you farted right into my butthole. It's like a fart transplant." And she just said, "I've been saving that for you." That shit was that movie is fucking funny. He also shows up super late in the movie because he's hitting on Kelly and shit, and like she's sitting there and he's like, "I'm sorry, Janus," and he gets out of his Volkswagen truck that has a wooden door, like a handmade door. <laughs> he's like, "I'm sorry, Janus." She's like, "I've waited for you for hours. I've already changed my makeup three times because all the tears." And then they just start taking pictures. It's the most awkward situation ever, but it's fucking fantastic. Anywho's it's. So at 6 p.m., October 4th, 1997, David was about to finish up his shift at the Loomis Fargo in Charlotte, North Carolina. He was buttoning up everything. He, was, he wasn't he was um, like an entry-level employee. I don't know if he was technically a manager of any sort, but he was of higher standing than like you're just your everyday Joe Schmo, I guess. He was an important help. <laughs> yeah, he had, he, he had the keys to the yard, as they say in prison. Mm. Yeah. So he was training a new guy on the route that he was working that day. So he sent the new guy home. He was kind of, you know, lollygagging his way out like, oh, have a good one, man. I'm just going to go. I'm going to stop. Get me some fucking get me some dip, some Mountain Dew, some early times whiskey. 
you know, we're going to treat ourselves to the early times tonight. It's the good stuff. We're going to get the big bottle, the go- the glass bottle. I'm not even going to get that plastic one. Mm-hmm. Ping. We should get a spittoon. But anyway. I used to have one. Excellent. So he sent his coworker away, you know, made it look like everything was normal. And then he, quote, on air quotes, left. Which was just him waiting for his fucking, the co- the trainee to leave. So mm-hmm. he could turn around and go back into the building. Because that's how you do things, I guess, when you rob the shit out of a place in a suburb of Charlotte, North Carolina in 97. So he goes back. He had already kind of like jarred the door open so he could get back in. Okay. Slides into the DMs of the building, if you will. Just gets in there real nice and deep like. Like a fucking ghost in the night. Boom! Fuck you. So when he gets back in, he just starts snatching cash by the by the boatload. Like, just starts, like, bags, bundles, satchels, however the fuck they transport money in large amounts. Because obviously neither of us have or probably will ever know anything about that. I've seen those guys carry that shit out of the convenience stores. Yeah, fair enough. Big leather bag. Huge guns. Fucking rock hard penis. I I don't look past I the, do. the nine millimeter. Same thing. So David was just cruising along through this theft and you know the, there was no alarm to be set off because of how he did things. Um so he didn't have to worry about that. He was a very trusted employee, add to the fact that nobody would even notice that the money was gone for hours the next day sounds like a well-ordered old machine i know right so he got to the point where he was satisfied with the amount of money that he thought he had stolen he went to this after that he went to the security office and he started snatching the fucking vhs tapes from the security cameras because it's 1997 and that's how that shit works well thought out plan we got yeah you can't be doing that fucking blow Ocean's Eleven hack into the mainframe and like leave a still photo over the thing like they do now. You just have to take the fucking he had to, he menaced the society that hey, shit. Pull the tape out. Yeah. <laughs> so you know. So yeah, he he was grabbing VHS tapes. You know when VHS tapes were a thing, which I threw in here for some reason. It made me think of the good old days when. Did you ever? I think we've had this conversation, but did you ever have porn back in like the early two thousands or nineties? On cassette tape, never. They used to come in the, the in the, in those like jo- oversized display cardboard boxes, oh, and yeah. then inside that they had that plastic thing that the fucking tape sat inside of. Because you know that's what we want in our pornography packaging is an even bigger fucking package for a VHS. Was that a fart? I don't know what that was. It wasn't me. Whatever it was, it wasn't me. It was a ghost fart. Good ghost lord, Janice <laughs> farted right in my butthole. God this, damn it. This is so shitty of a podcast. The ghost is even shitting on us. Yes. So David didn't even know really how much he had stolen, but it was sure as shit enough money for what he was trying to accomplish in his life. I mean, when you're buying and grabbing bundles of cash at a time, I really don't think you have to grab that many for that to accomplish that goal. So he had stolen literally over a ton of cash a literal ton yes like by like a a a standard ton of in pounds two thousand pounds yes over a ton this the amount of money he stole 
What's heavier? A ton of money or a ton of bricks? By weight? What's heavier? They weigh the same. Exactly. I got somebody on this. I, the old adage, what's heavier, a ton of flowers or a ton of feathers or a ton of bricks? A ton of bricks is heavier than a ton of flowers. I said, no, it's not. This person argued with me for this 20 minutes. I don't know if it still stands, but you used to be able to ask somebody how much, uh, what weighs more, a pound of gold or a pound of feathers. This person might be on the live stream. You know who you are. And, uh, but yeah, that was a good one to get Calling people. You I don't out. know. I think they might have changed it, but you used to be able to get people with that one. Mm. It was the gold part. Oh, yeah. Because I don't know if they still do, but they used to measure gold in 14-ounce pounds. Oh. Yeah. Now you know. We are an educational podcast. Yeah. I, I got to take this off entertainment, but educational. It should have been educational the whole fucking time. Where was I? God damn it. Somewhere, oh, yeah. Somewhere around there. Yeah. So he, over a ton. Like, think about how much a dollar bill weighs, which I would assume a $100 bill weighs about the same as a dollar bill. Maybe not now with all the fucking... I, with all the... I don't know yeah. with all the... But, like, think, think about how much one bill, no matter what the denomination, doesn't fucking weigh, and then think about how many of them you would have to steal to make a ton. Well, here's the thing. My luck, I would steal a ton of dollar bills. You'd even want, still. You'd want a ton of, say, $100 bills. But even still, if it's, if it's singles, it's still millions and millions of dollars. That's or, well, at least several million. I you would think. I would. I don't know. I don't know the. I don't know the currency to weight ratio of a dollar bill. But it's a fuckload of money. So he stole over. He stole over two thousand pounds of money. What if it was change? He's like, Fuck! <laughs> I got sixty-two dollars. God got, damn it! Fuck! I can go get a can of dip. So when David was done executing this foolproof plan, he was going to leave this. The, the compound, if you will, and meet up with Steve at another location to transfer the money, and Steve was going to help David get ready to leave the country to avoid, you know, because obviously they're going to figure it out. So, in other words, go to South Carolina. <laughs> right. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. Because, I mean, they're going to figure it out. You took the security cameras and everything like that, but it's just a process of elimination. They're going to find out you probably had something to do with it. Especially if you stick around, you fucking idiot. Yeah, I've seen the movie Inside Man, yeah. Well, did that come in one of those oversized cases? Yes. With the, yeah, I like it. So, um, again, my next note is obviously they were going to figure out what was him. That's a given. So David left uh, in the loaded up van, met Kelly and Steve at the Reynolds & Reynolds printmaking company, where they loaded all the money into their cars and a rental vehicle. I believe it was a van. Well, 2,000 pounds, you got to have several. Right. Well, that, that's, where this, that's where the shit. Eric dude comes in. I, I think, I don't even know if I put his last name anywhere in here, but like he, he seemed to be just kind of like another pair of hands <coughs> to, to ease the process of whatever the, of this bullshit that they were doing. So after they do this, David ditches the van and hops in the car with Kelly to get a head start on their trip to Mexico to go into hiding from the cops and the FBI. David was supposed to take 50 grand with him because that's how much you could cross international borders with at the time without any problems from uh, border control or customs. So the day, <laughs> excuse me. While David and Kelly were on their way to the airport, the two dudes left to transfer the money, Steve and Eric, 
realized that David had left his key ring there for them. So you could access the back. Because you know how armor trucks work. The key to the door is not the key to the back door. So he, he just left his key ring in there. And the key ring had over 100 keys on it. So these, so you got you got these fucking guys in a real life multi million dollar heist, doing the old scene from a shitty comedy fucking like crime movie where they're, which we've all done. Let's be realistic, especially the janitors. I don't know how the janitors fucking do it. They got a swingy that big fucking key ring on a lighter leash, and they're just like. I know exactly which one it is. It's the round one with the little pink dot. My wife put on it with her fucking fingernail polish. That's the one to the women's bathroom on the third floor on the east wing of the building. That's why I keep my keychains light. Yeah, I have my house key and the two keys I need at work. One for the front door, one for the office. I have house key, gun safe keys. That's it. And an old car key. Old car key. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you know, well, I did have a house key to an uh, to the house I used to live in, but it came off. Yeah, somebody could go surprise somebody. Yeah. Maybe. Anyway, now that everybody's got that inside look into my fucking life, hey, what your mom's here in the chat. Um, so yeah, so they're they're just sitting there like fucking what? Uh, Gregory says in the chat a ton of dollar bills. Is about nine hundred eight thousand dollars. That's it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you. That's could, st- I'll still take it <laughs> of dollar bills. You know, now you make that ton of hundreds of hundreds. Then we're talking some. You're, ta- you're talking a, if it's nine hundred eight thousand for singles. You got to think that's at least. I can't do that's math. That's at least like forty one hundred more dollars. <laughs> and that's on the low end. Probably closer to five. Maybe math. So eventually the two did get into the van. And by the time they were done moving the money over to the other vehicles, they left $3 million in the back of the van because they just, it, because it, it just took too long. He was loading this van up for like two hours. I'm a lazy fuck, but I, I don't even leave- know $3 million. No. Fuck that. If it's my ass possibly going to prison for it, eat my dick. I'm taking every I'm ta- I'm going in under the fucking seats in the cab and finding the change that fell out of people's pockets. I'm taking the one fucking hairy, dusty Reese's cup that's been under there since nineteen eighty nine. I will eat that shit. I'm fucking I'm I'm grinching that shit. I'm pulling the gum from underneath the seats too. I'm, I'm, t- I'm fucking I'm pulling the tape deck out of that motherfucker and pawning it it's on gonna, my way out. It's gonna be up on center blocks by the time God I'm <laughs> Fuck yeah. So yeah, they uh they just it just took too long for them to move it because like I said, it took I think it took him like just over two hours to load all of this money in by himself before he left this place. Hmm. That's crazy. So anyway, while all that was going on back at the van, Kelly was helping David make basically a money diaper. For him to put on himself so he could sneak some of the money, some of his cut of the money to Mexico to hold him over until they could eventually split the pot and periodically send him portions of his total share or correlate a meetup where they can, you know, split everything. Now, 
around this time is also when Kelly informed David that she would not be going to Mexico with him. So David got all butt hurt and in his feels and he me me me. So poor David. So they were on their way to put David on a plane to Mexico with his money diaper. There was also money stuffed like his wallet was stuffed as full of money as it could get. There was money in his fucking boots. There was money up his asshole. There was probably money in her asshole. There's probably money in a couple other assholes along the way along the route to the fucking airport. Because where are you going to put all this fucking dinero? Figure it out. Too much money. Big problem. So they arrived at the airport. And David was ready to roll on down to old Mexico and live his best life with some some bitches and cervezas. I put chicas in there, but I felt like I felt like popping a B bitches, if you will. The audio so, listeners are loving you right now. Well, especially considering that like I like I would love to get the blowback because anybody that knows me knows that I've almost I would I would say never, but that would be a lie for almost anybody. I Almost never refer to women as bitches. I prefer hookers. It depends on the person. Depends on the person. I also very rarely call anybody a bitch, now that I think about it. I'm more I will very to... commonly say that somebody is being bitchy. I'm more likely to call a guy a bitch. No, I just I've like... called our listeners bitches. I've said what's up bitches before. I just like to call everybody friend. You got a friend in me. You got a friend in me. You're giving me a fucking Nobody headache. knows the rest of the words of that song. I think you're giving me another stroke. Jesus Christ. It'd probably be a good thing. Might knock something back in there in place. So there's apparently no forethought, if you will, in this entire fucking group. And these jackasses are going to, pro I would assume, what, is there a Charlotte airport? Probably the Charlotte airport. They go there. They didn't get the man a fucking ticket to Mexico ahead of time. So they just show up to the airport in North Carolina expecting to just walk up to the fucking stand, the, the, the kiosk or whatever the fuck you want to call it, the desk, and be like, one ticket to Mexico, please. And then they get shocked and awed when they find out, oh, wait, you can't just fucking walk into a place and expect it to be flying to fucking Mexico at that time. Guess what? That airport did not have a fucking flight to Mexico at that time. So the lady at the desk tells them that they the best chance they have is a flight to Mexico out of Atlanta. Yes. So, what happens? She takes, Kelly takes David to the Greyhound bus station and gets him a one-way Greyhound ticket to Atlanta. These guys are fucking idiots. Yeah. So, <laughs> so she puts him on the fucking ticket and he rides the bus all the way to Atlanta so that he could get out of the country as soon as possible. So now we have this guy strapped with a shitload of cash riding a Greyhound bus to Atlanta without the woman of his dreams. And he actually, excuse me, actually later told authorities that he specifically remembers the guy sitting next to him smelling like a fucking whole satchel full of donkey dicks. Well, for one, how do you know what a donkey dick smells like? Or how does he know what a we donkey dick smells like? Th those are my words. How do you know what? How, maybe a donkey dick smells great. I don't know what a donkey dick smells like, but I would assume not good. You don't know this. It's a donkey. I want 
facts here. I don't know. Call Eddie Murphy. I want you to go find a donkey and smell his or dick. Or call the dragon from Shrek. <laughs> okay. She'll be able to tell you. So, yeah. So he's riding. He's strapped. He's wearing a, di- a money diaper on a Greyhound bus next to a dude that smells like shit from North Carolina to Atlanta to catch a plane to Mexico. That's where we're at right now. So he did make it to Atlanta in time for the flight, and he did make it out of the country. No shit. Yeah, well, like, with, with with no issue. Money diaper and all. Yeah. Leaving a trail of fucking $100 bills. Right. Like, like, I mean, but it, I, it was 97. So you don't have all the crazy TSA regulations, oh, all yeah. that shit. Yeah, yeah. I, it was, the good old days. Yeah, it was, it was before, you know. That yeah. <laughs> that was dark. So the following day, back at the Loomis Fargo, um, they had to call the authorities because they couldn't get into the vault because they couldn't find the keys. Yes. So by that time, David's wife, Tammy, had also reported David missing, which I find ironic because apparently she was supposed to be some kind of like super King Kong Maya Maya bitch. Mm. But that's neither here nor there. Good for her. So when the authorities showed up at the warehouse, they happened to find that there was only one tape left in the security camera recordings VCRs. And that one lone tape just so happened to be the camera angle that showed basically the entire fucking warehouse, including a very clear shot of David robbing the shit out of this place. <laughs> he left one tape that showed everything. This guy such, has such a beautiful mind. Dude. They also reported that not only could they could they sit there and watch the whole thing go down from the one tape that he left behind, but they also caught a really good angle of him like hitting a gritty, doing a little <laughs> fucking shimmy when he was done loading the van up. Uh, apparently, he sat there and did a fucking happy dance for like a couple of minutes after he was done loading well, cash into the van. Wouldn't you? Right? I mean, it doesn't surprise me whatsoever. I'm not shocked by this fact. I'd be doing a TikTok dance if I stole that kind of money. Yeah, like just sitting there shaking his ass like a big, dumb fucking moron on camera still because he didn't take all the fucking camera footage. Jackass. So a couple days later, when the cops found the missing van, they found it with with the $3 million left in the back along with the other two tapes that David took from the security office. Now, this is because Steve purposely left the tapes to put more heat on David and take attention off of him and the others involved in this heist. Oh. So, yeah. So he's he's the scapegoat. Uh, they also found his truck in the parking lot, and it had his uh, wedding ring in it, which is just kind of... I'm leaving you, bitch. I know. That's a hell of a way to leave somebody. That's kind of fucked. I I never want to hear a woman bitch about being broke up with via text. Right. Now, around the, obviously, there's an investigation at this point. Now, the other employees of this place, like, kind of dry snitched on Kelly and told the cops that David had the hots for her, which made them obviously go talk to Kelly to see if she knew anything about what happened. <coughs> Excuse me. Now, at this time, she wasn't really implicated in the heist. Um, and even though she was a little on edge while she talked to the cops, she covered up well enough to make them not instantly suspect her of being a part of the whole thing. Right. So 
I guess she did a good job. I mean, she probably could have just been like, I ain't got no fancy book school learning. I'm not very good talking anyway. And I'm a little nervous because it's called the police. And the police done took my daddy about 15 years ago. I never seen him since. He was my stepdaddy. We was a different color. The cops said he didn't really do nothing, but he knew what he did at the same time. And then they just told me, they said, here, go get you an ice cream and a Mountain Dew. It's going to be all right, sweetheart. I have to commend you on your white trash feminine voice. You like that? I've been told multiple times that I'd be a great gay guy. I thought you were gay. It depends on the day. Oh, okay. And how much money is involved. For this fucking shit? (laughs) Yeah, I'm gay as fuck. (laughs) Oh, that's... Wow, I'm seeing shit. Wow. I'm I was about to spot. say, motherfucker, do not be looking like that at the window that I'm sitting next to. <laughs> no. Uh, I saw a spot. You know how sometimes you look in a bright light. You're having another fucking stroke, aren't I you? I think so. God damn it. Hey, I can still use my... At hand. least it'll be on camera this time. <laughs> Get some views out of views, that Views, motherfucker. Um, well, oh, fuck. I done forgot what I was saying. Stroke. Maybe continue. Go ahead. Like a chair. It'll come back to me. It'll come to me. <laughs> so... By this time, David's in Mexico alone. I put capital LOL. (laughs) He's just fucking sitting there with his thumb up his ass, drinking a fucking margarita with a goddamn umbrella in it on the beach. Just by himself. Girl of his dreams gone. Left his wife. Like Doesn't know what the fuck's going on. At least he's got a diaper full of money. Well, he also, at this point, did a piss poor job of dyeing his hair. And there was like a streak of his original hair color, like in the middle of his fucking head. He skunked it. Yeah. Good job, man. Now, while he was in Mexico, he's he's just living it up, you know, doing what he does. He was doing all the touristy shit, drinking fancy drinks, buying fancy things, going fucking wakeboarding or whatever the fuck rich white people do, buying jewelry and clothes and all this shit, which... I, I was looking at it, I was like, man, that's what I do too. But then I thought about it, I was like, this is that's probably not the best route for you to take when you only have fifty thousand dollars with you. Well, fifty thousand dollars in Mexico goes a lot. Not when you're staying at like resorts and shit. That's that's still a buck fifty. This shit adds the fuck up. <laughs> he didn't Andy If do- I was him, I would have gone down there and bought a village. He didn't Andy Dufresne at just get a boat and sit there and right. make the boat waiting for morgan to show up right morgan freeman does not show up in this story spoiler alert. oh so you're telling me kelly doesn't show up just wait damn it so again he's doing all this shit with fifty thousand dollars which is a lot of money but the rest of his portion is like a thousand fucking miles away in a different country where the cops and the fbi are looking for him maybe chill the fuck out with the money spending bud like you might be stuck with that amount of money for an undetermined amount of time. He's burning a hole in his diaper. Just go buy a fucking, buy a property and just chill. Buy, uh, I mean, it's, it's fucking Mexico in 1997. I think he was in Cozumel. Leave Cozumel first off. Don't go to a, don't stay in the fucking tourist attraction area. Go out to like Chihuahua or some shit like that. Chihuahua. Buy a 674,000 acre farm with like a fucking 38 bedroom house for 65 cents american and then just get you a fucking case of corona or dos equis whatever your choice is or just be fancy get bud light be like import 
and then just fucking chill. I did hear, I knew somebody that, you know, used to do timeshare, or not timeshares, but the all-inclusive things mm-hmm. in Mexico. He said, stay away from domestic, or Budweiser, Miller yeah. products there. They don't give a fuck. They're nasty. They're skunked. Yeah. He said, you're better off to drink a De Secchi's or a oh, yeah. Corona. He said even Corona, because Corona's an American, but let's be honest. Oh, yeah. It's falsers for Australian for beer. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He said, but this Secchi's not bad. You're better off getting the Secchi's. He said, I don't know how it is now, but you got to be careful where you go down there anyway. Because I know there for a while back in the day, and T- like if you went across the border to Tijuana, because Tijuana is like literally right across the border, like you go there and like there's people, there's college kids getting like fucked up in a bad way. Well, Tijuana is a little rough. Well, they would fucking they would like it's a Hamilton in Mexico. Once they, once they got drunk, no, that's fucking Juarez. No, Juarez is I don't even know what to call it. Juarez is like Gary, Detroit, Chicago, Atlanta, Louisiana, L.A. Shreveport. Yeah, like if you take all the shitty cities in the United States and put them together, you have Juarez. It's well, like the it's like the one of the murder capitals of the world, and it's a tiny little town. It's right across the border. It's right across the border from this like one of the safest towns in the United States. Let's be honest. There's only one good thing in Tijuana: donkey shows. Is that still a thing? I think so. I hope so. If Clerks Two has taught us, oh yeah, I gotta watch Clerks Three now. What? There's Clerks Three. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. There's a thing. That Movie a night thing that exists. So, uh, <laughs> anyway, so the whole time that he's down there, just he he was he was fucking living it up, from what I read. Uh, but that whole time while he's down there, Steve and his wife Shelly and Kelly were spending money. Well, not Kelly so much, but Steve and Shelly were spending money like a motherfucker. They were doing a really good job of hiding, of covering their tracks with this thing. Because nobody's going to catch on to that. You're in, you're in a small town suburb of Charlotte, North Carolina. Nobody's going to notice you spending a shitload of money, right? Well, it depends on what you buy. If you bought like a, a NASCAR well, race car, no, nobody looked <laughs> twice at it, motherfucker. Or a Rebel Flag, nobody looked twice. Why do you a have a Rebel Flag NASCAR? <laughs> exactly. Or, you know, an exact replica, replica of the General Lee. Nobody's going to fucking question that. An exact replica of the General Lee, but it's not a charger. Right. It's like a, it's like a focus. Impala. God damn it. That's Impala fucking. Impala wagon. That is fucking amazing. I need to. No, it's a Geo Metro painted to look like the fucking General Lee. God oh. damn it. That's fantastic. But you get, you get Willie Nelson with it. Because <laughs> Willie Nelson was in the movie, at least. Oh, good. Jesse. Or Burt Reynolds. Wait, well, R.I.P. Burt Reynolds. He is dead, right? Yes. Now nah, fuck him. But anyway, uh, within a week of this robbery, Steve's wife Shelly walked into the bank, asked the teller how much money she could deposit without the government looking into it, and when she was told ten thousand dollars or so, Shelly then deposited ninety five hundred dollars and told her, "Don't worry, it ain't drug money." <laughs> this fucking nincompoop no red flags there bitches dude so they started making random smaller deposits from time to time which you started off on a bad foot the the small deposits here and there not the worst idea but still a pretty bad idea they were also opening safety deposit boxes in the names of their family members all over town in different different banks and shit like that it gets worse. Now, 
by that time, I'm assuming because of how the conversation with Shelly and the teller at the bank went, the government had already started looking into this, which why would you not when some fucking chick walks in and goes, how much money can I put into my bank account without the FBI going, hey, bitch, what's this all about? I know you live in a fucking single wide trailer on the top of the holler. Where's this money coming from? Yeah, I bet you the chick did. And then when you turn around and fucking give them $500 less than that. Yeah, I bet you the chick probably was like, I'm going to call my cousin Rufus from the police department and tell him that this heifer has got some weird shit going on. Well, she's better than me. I'd give him $9,999. I would have just walked my happy ass out of the bank. You walk out of the bank, and then you go to another fucking bank, and you deposit the money there. Yep, yep. You're, Jackass. You're a better criminal than I would be. Of course, I wouldn't know. I, I, I couldn't carry $10,000 in cash. Bearer bonds. <laughs> Railroad bonds. I wouldn't know what to do with it. I remember so, I wrote like a $10,000 check one time. Yeah. I couldn't even, I realized, how the fuck do you spell that? <laughs> That's just like when I found out that there was 20 quadrillion ants on the earth, I had to write the number out. That's a lot of fucking zeros. It's 20 with eight. It's a two with 19 zeros behind it, I believe. That's a lot of So 20 plus 18 zeros. That's a lot of zeros. Yeah. It makes me think of a song by the band Clutch. It's called 10001110101. That's actually the name. Like, that, that is correct sure it has a great melody it's uh it's a uh fuck what's the the code um the programmers use it's uh, all ones I, and zeros i know i, I yeah i'm I, drawing a blank too. i'm not that big of a fucking dork sorry binary yes okay, it's something yeah. in binary code binary code yeah if you don't listen to clutch listen to clutch great band nobody knows who they are anymore so anyway Later in that same year, Shelly got a cashier's check for $200,000 for which, like, you, we all know how cashier's checks work. You either have the funds in your bank account or you offer the funds up for that ca- check. Correct. She, it was cash. She just said, Here's $200,000, Shug. I need a cashier's check, please. Out of her purse and then reach in her bra, get a couple, you know, get 50 grand out yeah. of her bra. I'm, I'm just trying to get my nails done. I got a ball to go to. Now, wait. There's more to this $200,000 cashier's check paid for in cash. The cash that she used to pay for this $200,000 cashier's check was wrapped in Loomis Fargo wrapper, like the little fucking bindings that they use for stacks of cash. Still wrapped in those. Another red flag here. They yes. grow them smart in North Carolina, right? Now, one would assume that part of the month, that part of this cashier's check may have gone to the brand new BMW that they also bought outright, no payments. And mind you, these are like trailer folk. And I'm not talking shit. I've lived in a trailer. There's nothing wrong with living in a trailer, but usually. It does not translate to somebody who can afford a a two hundred thousand dollar fucking cashier's check, b a fucking brand new BMW. I think it was a Z three. You were in the little coupes, oh, coupe. Yeah. yeah, that motherfucker. I think fucking James Bond had one and one. I think Pierce Brosnan drove one of the motherfuckers. 
So oh, there's that goddamn mini bike again. So Shelly's just going around. That happens. And then Shelly's going around. She's buying clothes. She's buying fancy shit at high end stores. She bought some fake titties. Oh, now we're talking. Yeah, because she was she was like in her mid twenties, I think, at this time. So she was pretty young. Ooh, not what? hot, not hot. None of them really were. Oh. David might have been the hottest. Well, David might have been the hottest woman in this whole fucking well, story. She only got new titties. Guess what? Titties. She got hotter. Jesus Christ, you're a bad person. I am. So I'm a shit human being. Well, she was doing all this and telling people that her husband owned multiple laundromats in Texas, and that's where the money was coming from. Now, on top of that, let's throw in another one. They got tired of their normal-ass life, Steve and Shelly. So Steve and Shelly bought a $600,000 house. And not only did they buy a $600,000 house, there was no loans. There was no down payments. They dropped a duffel bag full of fucking money on the table and paid for this $600,000 house in cash. Yeah. Through a lawyer. The lawyer ended up getting in trouble for this too. All of it. Obviously. Don't ask, don't tell. Yeah. Well, I mean, at that point, when somebody's got that kind of cash, yeah, you fucking better call Saul that shit. He wouldn't rat you out. Never. Or who else? Who's another good shitty lawyer? That's about all I got, honestly. So, yeah, $600,000. Jesus. They hired a moving company, which was funny because they didn't really take very much with him. He left the their trailer to his cousin, who will come up later on in the story a little bit. But they did the moving company did have to move a bunch of barrels off of the property, which were full of dog food, obviously. Of course. I don't think they had a dog. It was mine. There's money for everybody who's wondering. There are barrels full of money. So that's the thing. They basically hired a moving company to move them into their $600,000 house, and the only thing they really needed help moving was their barrels full of fucking money. First off, fuck all the way off. If I have millions and millions of dollars that I've stolen, I'm putting in some, well, I guess if you do the barrel thing right, like if you Heisenberg it in like the good barrels, you know, then maybe... Might be able to pull that one off. But either fucking way, I'm keeping it on me at all times. I'm just going to have a money suit. I, yeah. And I'm never going to leave the fucking house. First off, I'm not buying a $600,000 fucking house. Nope. If you and me moved into a $600,000 house, everybody around us is going to be like, the fuck did y'all do? Who'd you kill? What contract did you pick up for the Clintons? Who'd you take out in the fucking political world? Hey, I'm open for hire. <laughs> We'd be, we would be fucking terrible at that job. So, in an attempt to kind of cover up this whole thing and uh, 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 a money laundering scheme, if you will, Steve then bought a $20,000 humidor for his money laundering scheme, as I said, of buying and selling Cuban cigars. Well, at least he's got a plan. Well, Not horrible. Hold your horses oh. here, Philip. Steve bought a twenty thousand uh, dollar humidor, bought a couple hundred thousand dollars worth of Cuban cigars, but didn't understand or know how to use or care for these cigars or use the humidor. So he did not control the humidity in the humidor, and he just wasted a fuck a couple hundred thousand dollars on cigars that ended up fucking ruined. 
Yeah, so that's out the fucking well, window. Well, this is a tax write-off. <laughs> they, well, they also had like pizza parties for their kids at the end of every week to celebrate school. These are fine, upstanding that, I, I'm, I'm down for that. That's cool. I mean, their kids were probably failing their fuck out of school, but, you know, because their parents. Literacy is not important. Well, you know, the kids are probably doing pretty poorly in school. Your parents clearly have a favorite flavor of crayon from what we've learned <laughs> in this story so far. So I would imagine your kids, like, we're not even going to go into those details. I've got a lot of very off-color jokes I could make. I'm not going to do that. I will say the yellow transportation vehicle was probably on the shorter side. Probably about the size of that pedigree dog food box. <laughs> yes. It looked like one of them little dice. <laughs> A Tonka truck. <laughs> Tonka truck. Drive it fucking Flintstone style. Yes. So anyway. <sighs> so with yeah, a, with a customized plate says balling. Well, and then with uh, throw in sprinkle in the fact that they were spending like crazy amounts of money on like the most white trash sort of fucking decorations imaginable. Like they bought like Confederate this flags. Now we're well, they, they the bought like flags. they bought like what was it? It was like a fucking. Uh, there was like a. Uh, I think a painting of like a bulldog dressed like like General Patton or or didn't they find some that shit at, like that? Didn't they find that on Epstein Island? Probably. <laughs> um, an Elvis painting that was like thousands of thousands of dollars. That was me. You're getting updated. No. Oh, that can wait. Is that the uh, Clinton? Yeah, they're coming for us. Or they wouldn't hire us. Which one is it? They ain't hiring us. We'll give you guys $3 to shut the fuck up. Take it. You make got it, yourself a deal, Billery. Make it nine ninety five. That way I can get a pitcher of beer. I was going to say, buy us both Chipotle. And we're, hey, shit. Fuck a pitcher of beer. You buy us both Chipotle. <laughs> you got a pretty good deal. So anyway, they also bought Stephen Shelley, a furniture store. And when they bought the furniture store, they just called it even on all of the old accounts, apparently. And they were basically buying and selling furniture at zero profit. And then people were like, no, you're bad business people. You Why? Think? Yeah. Crazy, right? So now... They were doing all this. They have a $600,000 house, all this shit. And when their neighbors started asking questions of how they came upon this money and what they do to make a living, Steve told them that he was a professional football player that played for one of them teams up north. <laughs> yeah. Nobody's going to check that out. Right? No, I mean, that, that, that's, that's, I mean, I guess it's before everybody had the internet, but still. Uh, the internet was around in 97. Yeah, but not everybody in North Carolina, especially around this area. I mean, it was back when you had to load it up with uh, AOL disc. <laughs> Fucking 14 minutes just to see a nipple. <laughs> oh, the download times were shit. Oh, God, yeah. Um, He also, like, one of the other things that he bought was a big old fuck offering for his wife. Oh, of course. Which drew some attention because apparently it was such a big fuck offering that he would joke about how he should take out insurance on the ring because she wears it around. 
Well, that's just smart anyway. Yeah, but who the fuck needs a ring that big? You're not Jay-Z and Beyonce. Well, I mean, I guess you kind of are. You're the Jay-Z and Beyonce of fucking suburban North Carolina. So Jay-Z gets a Bugatti. This guy gets a stock car. Fucking same, same. Beyonce gets a 30-carat canary diamond ring. Shelly gets a a custom flavored ring pop. <laughs> Let's be honest. It was a cubic zirconian. And he got fucked. A cubic zirconian? That sounds like an alien. I'm a cubic zirconian from Zirconia. Fuck me. Anyway, so now we get to Kelly. Kelly did do a, a, a better job. Well, I'm glad Kelly of, wasn't a complete moron. Every time I say this name, it makes me think of South Park. There's a like a two or three part episode of South Park where the kids get lice and like it's the story of one of the lice like he has it's him and his wife Kelly and they have a baby and they try they do the fucking lice shampoo and like every time he goes through a hardship he like daydreams about his his dead wife and he's like bit Kelly I did it for a baby Kelly <laughs> that's all I keep thinking of when I read this fucking name so she and her husband Spanky Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Swear for God. Spanky. Kelly and Spanky. Kelly's husband was named Spanky. Steve, Shelly, David, Eric, Ke- Kelly, and Spanky. No shit. Spanky. I should. I want to have a son now just to name him Spanky. Like the kid from fucking Little Rascals. So they bought, they did buy a, a van with in just two payments. Um, and she did low, like she, she blew some fucking dollars on the family for Christmas, which raised a lot of suspicion. Like they, they were like, Kelly, where'd you, where'd you get this money? Sweetheart? Is it the prostitution or is it the methamphetamines? Cause it's the only two ways that a white bitch like you from the trailer park makes this much money in a short period of time in this part of town. You're either, you're either sleuthing around or you're selling that ice. Ice, ice, baby. Just tell me the truth. He's slinging that ass. That's what I go. Maybe with. both. Jesse Pinkerton, that bullshit. It's time to cook, bitch. <laughs> Mr. White. I need to rewatch that. I haven't watched that show in a while. Anyway, so because of all this bullshit that they've been pulling, Kelly, Steve, Shelly, and Eric, who is the unimportant fourth member of this fucking quartet. Ended up at the top of the list of suspects with the authorities. I don't know why. Fucking mind blown. <laughs> I can't even believe it. Can't wrap my head around it. No way. So that's when the FBI started watching all four of them. And they actually, and Steve and Shelley's family, because they did the whole uh, safety deposit box in other people's names thing. So they found that Steve and Kelly went to school together, which made their gears turn even more. They're like, okay, so these two people that are, we suspect of having something to do with this crime have known each other for an extended period of time. Fucking put one of those little, put the little string pin in that one. Just like the fucking, like every detective apparently has a shit little push pins and string and, and cork boards or like Charlie day from always sunny. I, that's how you solve a crime. It, you can't solve crimes without fucking cork boards and push pins and yarn. It's facts. Red string. Got to be red, and it's got to go. And at least one string has to go across the room. 
so that somebody has to like comedic has to comedically duck underneath it when they walk in and go, what's going on around here, Jerry? I digress. So at this time, the FBI decided to bug Steve and Shelly's phone. And the day after they bugged the phone, they caught Steve calling a jewelry jewelry store inquiring about their most expensive Rolex. Yeah, this guy's a fucking winner. I'm going to, I don't use this word often, but when I do, I mean it. This guy's a fucking moron. Yeah. He's a fucking idiot. Um, they also heard Shelly talking to somebody about how she wanted liposuction and talking about buying more stupidly expensive dumb shit. And bigger tits. Yeah. Like just all the stuff that would make them go, oh yeah, they fucking did it. Did Steve get a penis enlargement though? I mean, okay. I mean, I doubt he got a penis in Smallman. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm just projecting my my future buys. Now, now on top of that fact, Steve was also recording talking on the phone about offshore accounts and buying a nightclub to help him launder the money. Using the word launder, <laughs> no, I don't think he actually said that. But would not one, surprise me. One, don't have that conversation on the phone. Two. Why the fuck didn't you start there? That should have been the first thing you did. If you can find a way to make the paper trail work for the purchase of that property and that business, that is a – why the fuck is that not the first thing hey, you do? I'm just impressed that these hill-jack dumb fucks – These dipshit pieces of Did not of actually think to launder money. You just put it in the washer and dryer. <laughs> Which was I'm What impressed. was that from? Did they do that in fucking uh, – In a lethal weapon or – Didn't they do that in Breaking Bad too? Maybe. I don't know. Eh. What are you doing? Laundering the money. So um, around this time, he also hired a man, a local man named Mike McKinney as an armed bodyguard. Offered him, what was it? He, gave, he said he'd like buy him an apartment, give him like $400 a week and something else. And the guy was living in a fucking hotel at the time. Are they so. spending Dave's fucking money? Poor Dave down there with only 50 grand. Look at that. Look at the next line. David, now he's back, had been in contact with Kelly to tell her that he needed more money in Mexico. He had pissed away all of the money. And by him calling and saying, I need more money, because he'd been down there for a while. This is like months later. So if you think about it, like 50 grand doesn't last that long when you're talking about not having an income and spending money for months on end. But he called and told her this, and this actually kind of pissed off the rest of this dream team. <laughs> they got this motherfucker. We're si I How the fuck am I supposed to give him more than that $50,000 that he stole and did all the work for? I got a $600,000 house. I don't have to pay off. I've got a BMW. I don't have to pay a car payment for how am I supposed to afford to buy fucking pizza and, and fruit roll-ups for my kids and all their friends every fucking week? And on top of that, Mountain Dew just put out Code Red. I got to buy at least 14 skids of that before they run out because we know they're going to. It's going to be delicious. You're damn right it is delicious. I done, bought, I done bought the whole fucking Skull Factory. What do you think's in this? Dick. I bought the whole fucking Skull Factory. How am I supposed to make payroll? Because I'm not selling any of the product. They're just making it for me. 
Well, if he hadn't fucked up all those cigars, he would have had the money to give to him. I ain't returning my fake titties to give that David piece of shit no money down there in Mexico. So, yeah, they got mad at him for needing more money. No they literally, he, they these. left him with, I think, like $55,000. Stephen Shelley spent 600000 on a house, just a house. And you're mad at this motherfucker that did all the work? Oh, you the, fucking dickheads. They've spent more than $50,000 in pizza for their fucking red Right. Rats. Right. The fuck? So, Poor David. I feel sorry for David. Well, so this conversation went back and forth for a little while with Steve and Kelly because Kelly was the contact for the most part. And Steve eventually did tell Kelly that he needed to know where to send his people in Mexico. Oh. Mm. I mean, Dave was sitting on my bitch better have my money. Now, Steve was planning on having his cousin Nathan, who is the one that he gave his trailer to oh. when he moved out to Mexico to deliver some money to David. Along with his cousin, the FBI found out that Steve was really planning on sending someone to Mexico to kill David. This person in question was fucking this Mike guy that was living in a hotel that he hired as armed bodyguard. <coughs> and on top of that, there may or may not have been another time where Mike had already been to Mexico to take David some money and possibly kill him, but they ended up getting drunk on the beach together and becoming buds, so it didn't happen. Hey, sharing a cerveza with somebody can do that to you. I cannot say that this is concrete information, but it's out there. I mean, beer has saved my life on many occasions. But. Oh, but. On March 1st of 1998, so this is almost, you know, this is six months later, some shit like that. The FBI just comes walking on into the hotel where David was staying, and they arrested him right then and there. Did they get the extradition paperwork? I'm sure. It's Mexico. You don't need paperwork. I mean, he was like $20 in a fucking dime bag of weed. You'll get him out across the border. Now, he told the FBI everything they needed to know about the involvement of everyone in the situation. I don't fucking blame him. He's saying like a fucking canary. Yeah, I don't blame him. Don't, as soon as they, they I, I assume they were like, you know, they were going to kill you, right? You'd be like, fuck them motherfuckers. Kelly's a fucking <laughs> bitch. Shelly's fake titties look like shit. Steve's a fucking cockboy motherfucker. His cousin, Nathan, he's all right. He ain't too bad. I used to watch the races with that boy. He's pretty cool. He used to have PBR all the time. Not my favorite, but I drink it. I don't even know this fucking Eric guy. You keep saying his name, but I don't know shit about that motherfucker. Y'all got any crayons? I'm hungry. <laughs> I know one thing. We're not going to be popular in the state of North Carolina after this. I don't think we'll, we're popular anywhere. We're not be charting in North Carolina. Right. So, so a day after that, Steve, Shelley, and Kelly were arrested. And on the 12th, Eight other people were taken in as co-conspirators in the case because of those safety deposit boxes of their names. Oh, I would be so. Pissed. So they knew from what I'm assuming they fucking knew. Oh, they knew that they were being used. They had to because they ended up getting charged. All of them. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Because this this thing falls apart real quick. Actually, like we're pretty much done. Um. So. Most of Stephen Shelley's relatives just got probation for their involvement. 
Um, Steve was sentenced to just over 11 years. David was sentenced to seven and a half years. Shelly was sentenced to almost eight years. And Kelly ended up serving five years for her involvement. All in all, the group stole $17.3 million from Loomis and Fargo. And as we sit today, David Gant is a free man, and he remarried, had a child, and he works in construction in Jacksonville, Florida. I feel sorry for David, actually. I do, too. Like, if you watch any interviews or anything with him, like he, he's, not, he's not shy about this. Like you can find him on YouTube and shit, like talking about it, all that stuff. Like he seems like a really nice guy. He just, you know what? He was, I th- he was just fucking sick of life. Anyway. That happens to us all. And if you have, if if you do a job where you have millions of dollars laid out in front of you, especially in the late nineties when security wasn't shit compared to what it is, he seems like a cool dude for real. He I seems mean, like a guy you'd have a beer with. I mean, men have done much more stupid shit for ass in the past. That didn't involve potentially walking away with millions of dollars. I mean, I kind of feel sorry for David. Yeah, he just got caught up in some bullshit. Kelly's a bitch, first off. Shelly's a... If we were in uh, the UK, I would call her another word. A cunt. Yes. But, yeah, so Kelly's a fucking dickhead. Steve and Shelly, I don't know what the fuck Steve and Shelly are. Seventeen million dollars. Seventeen million dollars. I don't even know. I wonder if that's including the three million that got left in the van. Could have been twenty fucking million dollars. You know what I could do with twenty million dollars? You know how much hooker and blow I could do with twenty million dollars? Whatever. If if you and I, let's be real. If you and I, you or I or you and I came up on twenty million dollars tomorrow. Most of the world, the people that know us would be able to know, would be able to tell, but most of the world probably wouldn't. If you really think about it, probably, yeah, might get a little bit more more live streams going on. Oh yeah, like the set would be fucking sick. And that we, would be like like we'd, we nice car, nothing crazy. I don't need a fucking Ferrari. No, you know, a nice car, pay off debt. I would assume you would give a, a nice chunk of change to your to your kids. Ah, fuck them. <laughs> fuck them kids. There's a couple people I would take care of. And I don't mean, like, how they try to take care of David. <laughs> I would probably work less. I know one thing. If I won, if I won or came in contact with $20 million, I'm giving you a million dollars just to see you wear a million dollar diaper. Oh fuck yeah! We're stuffing first, you. First, you know, first look let's like be them, real. You know them sumo wrestler outfits. You know, yeah, I've had one. Fake, I used to have one. You know, you know the fake ones where they fake. Yeah, you know the inflatable ones. Yeah, we're going to have one, one on you. Full it full of cash. Fuck yeah! And then hit me like a pinata. The first, let's be real. Like it'd be like we'd pay off any debts. You know, get get a nice vehicle. Nothing crazy. Probably move out of where we're at now. Oh, fuck no. We're staying right here. We'll probably just buy the house and just build up. You know, actually, just make a skyscraper house in the middle of the ghetto. Actually, you know, if I won the lottery tomorrow or came into money, I'd probably go to work. I'd probably work. I'd keep working. I'd probably, I, I might work less. 
I wouldn't give a fuck that much. But no, I would probably. Right. I would I'd probably be like, take, I want a demotion first off, and would, then I want like half the hours. I would, take, and also I need two months off because I'm definitely going on a vacation. I would buy a car or a truck or something, mm-hmm. and I'd probably just take the summer off, just get in it. It, you, you know what you, you do it the right way you lease it and then you put all the lease miles on it in like one summer and then you take it back and just start driving and not even have a plan yeah i'd I'd leave the country i say i've been out of the country that's not a big deal i'd go to japan you go see your people yeah you go, are you gonna like, go to the, are you gonna go to the suicide forest the prodigal son has a return i have come to i have come and when I leave, I will defeat all of my all of our family enemy, and I will earn a samurai sword. Hey, Ohio combo. You know, but I would. You know, I don't know. It depends on how much money. I would go to a lot of dumb places if we, if it was a lot of money. I would go to Japan. I've always wanted to go to Japan. I've always wanted to go to Australia. I don't know if I would though. Uh, everything I want, everything there wants to kill you. So f- fuck Australia. I wouldn't mind going to the Germany and going to the Nürburgring to see them test one of those super crazy cars. Yeah. But I don't know what I'd do. I'd still oh, work. Oh, you know, know I'd definitely go fucking Italy. You know what I'd go? I'd go to the bar, buy the, everybody a beer all night, except for like a handful of people. I'd just buy the bar. Eh, fuck that. Don't want that headache either. But I'd, yeah. buy, I'd buy everybody drinks on me, except for people I don't like. You're, uh, you're paying for your own. Fuck you. <laughs> I don't know. I'd have to go on a good vacation because, like I said, I would immediately want to check Japan off my my bucket list. I'd probably go to Italy and see all those crazy fucking sights and scenes and shit. And you know what? My first purchase would be a Ford Festiva, and do it up like the General Lee. <laughs> I'm doing it. What would my first purchase be? Realistically, I don't even know. You know, well, here's what we're gonna do. When we, it probably, you know what, it probably, be? it would probably be a black on black all wheel drive three hundred. Well, I'm just saying, when Spotify finally opens her eyes and sees the talent that we have and gives us that two hundred million dollar contract, bitches. I'm we buy- want the we want the Rogan contract. I'm buying. You your Roadcaster Pro. That that would be the first we would buy a fuck that would be the first thing. We'd win $120 million. First thing we buy, a fucking mixer for the show. I'm getting rid of this squeaky chair and that's it. Oh, we gotta we we'd have to get one of those fancy toilets that has like the the automatic seat and shit and the heats and fucking has the bidet, sprays your butthole. No, then I'd never get you out of the bathroom. And I'd have to have another bathroom to take a shit. It's hard enough to get me out of the bathroom anyway. You'd be in there. That's what I would Jerking do. I would definitely hire a middle-aged man to stand on the side of the corner of the bathroom with a towel draped over his arm to give me mints and shit. He'd be like, it stinks like a motherfucker. I'd be like, you shut the fuck up, James. You get paid good money and you have dental insurance. You will fucking smell my shit. <laughs> now, getting back to David. I feel- no, you know what I'd buy? You know the first thing I'm buying? Anal warts. Nope, I'm buying a fucking like you know those uh those coffee shop like kiosks that are in parking lots and shit in some places, okay. especially in the colder climates. Yeah, one of those, but it's a Chipotle in the backyard. 
That's what I'd do. I would franchise my own Chipotle's. I would get a couple Chipotle's and I would pay off the company and I would make them 24 hours and I would put them in every college town. And I would turn, I would take like the $100 million it would cost to do that and I would be a fucking billionaire in like three days. Sure you would. You know, I'm. Are you shitting me? I'm just. Just go, like drop the prices, make it 24 hours and drop the portions, put them in college towns. You would make so much money. Look at DP Doe. You know DP Doe? No. They're like Ohio University, and then I don't I don't know if there's one in Miami or not. There's only like a couple, but they have they do calzones and I think pizzas. But like <clears throat> every day or every weekend they have a zone of the day, and it's five bucks. So you can give you can pay five bucks, get it delivered, give them a fifty cent tip, which is a ten percent tip, which isn't a very good tip, but they're completely happy with it because they literally get orders all night long and these drivers these kids just load fucking calzones into their car and they're dropping off like 20 30 <laughs> orders at a time you know here's what i'm doing if i ever come into that kind of money i'm going to the bank every day i'm and give, depositing just under ten thousand dollars i'm giving them nine thousand dollars say i want it in quarters and then i'm going to another bank when they give it to me i'm going to another bank take the nine thousand dollars in quarters say i want I want $9,000 in cash. <laughs> I'm just keep going back and forth just to piss them off. Just poop back and forth forever. I wonder how heavy $9,000 worth of quarters would be. Hey, Siri. How much does $9,000 worth of quarters weigh? Let's see. Siri's uh, slow. 225,000 pounds. <laughs> Damn. Jesus Christ. Going to need a bigger truck. Holy fuck. Uh, Wait, what about the uh, slug stone, a Troy pound? Damn. Hmm. A quarter. I don't think that's a fucking a quarter like a Okay, so no, that's not a that's not the coin. That's not accurate. That's not a coin of a quarter. Let's see. Well, I know what one thing. It weighs a shit ton, whatever it is. Yeah. For those people listening, we apologize for the delay, but Travis is trying to type. Because Siri was not answering him. How much does $9,000 weigh? That's not $9,000. It's 9000 That's not in quarters. Wait. Oh, wait. I, I might have the option to change it. $9,000. Okay. Uh, let's see. In, <laughs> Jesus Christ. So it's not as much as we thought. 450 pounds. Okay. That's not bad. That's not bad. <laughs> I can lift that. <laughs> That's not bad. <laughs> Just four hundred. How many? Nine thousand dollars in pennies weigh though. Uh, four thousand nine hundred sixty. Now we're talking. One thousand nine hundred eighty-four pounds for nickels. Nineteen pounds thirteen ounces for dollar bills. Three pounds fifteen and a half ounces for five-dollar bills. One pound fifteen point seven ounces for ten-dollar bills. Fifteen point eight seven ounces in twenties and three point one seven ounces in hundreds. Huh. Very interesting. The more you know. What we got going on? That's need to know information right there. So four hundred and fifty pounds of quarters is nine hundred nine thousand dollars. 
I think this information alone should get us the two hundred million dollar uh, Spotify contract. I did say nine thousand, not nine hundred, right? I don't know. Yes, I was not watching. I did. I did not check your math on that. Let's see, seventeen million. Well, you know what? I was seeing the different denominations for the amount that they stole from this story. Sweet. Well, anything else you want to talk about? I think that's about it. Huh. So now we know what a bunch of fucking idiots from South Carolina or North Carolina. As a guest. Contact. Reach out to that motherfucker. Ooh, that's not a bad idea. See if we can interview him. Because I feel sorry for David. I do, too. I do. Now, he seems like a nice guy. I'm going to do it. I'm going to try that it. That Kelly bitch, she can fuck right the hell off. Hope she burns in hell. Steven, whatever whatever his name, what was his wife's Steve name? Steve and Shelly. Whatever happened to Eric? What was his actual role in the fuck? You mentioned I Eric. I don't even fucking know. I think he was just a pair of hands, and I didn't see shit about his sentence. Eric was I, the FBI informant, because you know there's No, somebody. Steve was a former FBI informant, though. Huh. Hmm. But I'm, I feel sorry for David. I do want to see. I might have to Google that. I want to see his dance. I didn't see the actual footage. I couldn't find it. It's got to be somewhere on YouTube. YouTube's got to be. YouTube's got to be. Oh, even if it's not on YouTube, like fucking. I'm sure it's somewhere. We'll find it. But reach out to David. I'm going to try. That's not a bad idea. We want to talk to him. But yeah, I think that's about it. Now we, like and, I said, we know a bunch ask of him. fucking idiots from North Carolina do with seventeen million dollars. How good was that ass to get I, him to? No, he had, he only ever kissed her once. Wait a minute, he robbed a fucking bank for seventeen, possibly twenty million dollars, but three million got left, and didn't even get in the pants. Yes, <laughs> but that just. I feel like that makes David an even better person than we thought he already was. If I buy a girl a beer, I'm expecting laid. That's chivalry. (laughs) Fuck. That man is a saint. You're not talking me into committing a bank robbery without at least fellatio. One of the biggest heists in U.S. history. And he didn't get it all. He kissed her once. For a kiss, you might get a Snickers bar stolen for you. (laughs) <laughs> not 17 million dollars I don't know poor David David David's the victim in all this he is he should have got time served he had to be in Mexico for that long I know he did 7 years seven. that's not that bad for 17 million dollars did they recover all the money or, clearly or, not or there's some barrels of dog food stuffed away somewhere I also wondered the same thing because I'm not a criminal, I would not, I would never rob a bank or do anything like this. But if I did, I don't have the energy. I would take a portion of it, a pretty good portion of it, and put it somewhere, bury it somewhere, you know. Oh yeah, where nobody would find it. Let's just like, uh, who did that? The Wolf of Wall Street did that, didn't he? Uh, it's been so long since I've seen that. <laughs> pretty sure he definitely no, that's a true story. I'm oh, pretty yeah. sure that guy definitely he's get, fucking had, hilarious. definitely had money when he got out. He's fucking hilarious. He's got a podcast. I used to listen mm-hmm. to his podcast. Or like Michael Francis. Like you think okay, okay, Mikey, you didn't have any money hit stashed anyway. Anywhere but, you you seem to be doing pretty well all pretty well 
immediately. I would have a rainy day. If I did do something like that, I would have a rainy day fund buried. A hundred percent. Yeah. Just in case. Fuck yeah. If that if it was 17 million, that, that's the first thing I would have done. The first thing I would have done before I left for Mexico is I would have taken fucking like a million dollars of my cut and I would have been like, I'll see you guys in a little bit. And I would have come back like two or three hours later and be like, all right, let's go to Mexico. What'd you do? Suck my dick. Fuck you, Steve. Fuck you but, and your fake tit wife. But David did all this and just got a kiss. Mm-hmm. Must have been some hell of a tongue action. That's all I'm saying. It was love. Well, he thought it was, and then the bitch fucked him. I ain't going to get Figuratively. you. Figuratively. I'm not going to get you up. She deserves to be called a bitch. Fuck you, Kelly. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get you a drink, bro. Just a kiss. That uh, I'm stingy like that. Yeah, that David fella. He got a. Uh, he got what we call in the streets, gutter fucked. <laughs> yes, he did. All right, guys. We thank you so very much for putting up with us for this hour and a half or so. What we've been here. Uh, I know we probably made your ears bleed, but we greatly appreciate have appreciate you and we love having fun with you like this uh if you are checking this out on your favorite podcast app be sure to head on over to youtube.com slash ghost in the night and be sure to subscribe hit the bell all that shit like stuff share our shorts share our videos we greatly appreciate and also follow on your favorite podcast app and don't mind if you don't see anything on our instagram for a couple days (laughs) or forever don't be alarmed we didn't get gutter fucked yet yet give me a couple more days if we just i definitely have some memes in this phone that will get us fucking kicked off (laughs) we will not be doing that but follow us on all the social medias all the links are in the uh actually i think the uh i think the the overlay is up now working i can't see it's too far away let's see it should be up put up the over there it is there's there's all the social media fuck my mouth well, if you did, David might rob another bank for you. David Gant, what's up? For $17 million, I do a lot of strange things for that piece of change. <laughs> That's one. Okay, before we leave, what would be the uh, your price? To Pretty do- low. <laughs> I already know what you're going to say. I'm an adult man. Not... Back in fucking back in high school, everybody's like, did you fucking dude for $20 million? No, that's gay. Fuck you, $20 million. Are they paying the taxes? That's the big <laughs> that's fucking the deciding big factor. Is that 41%? If you're, paying the ta- if you're giving me 20, 20 mil straight out, you're paying the taxes, I will let you fuck me. Uh, nobody says what's I have your, to be. Nobody your, says I have to be what's consciously bottom, sober for it. What's your bottom? About 400 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> to be a power bottom. What's your bottom tier price? You're going out of business. It's got to be. Price. I don't know. How... A enough to live off of, plus however much it would cost to potentially be, have anybody that knew about it killed. So seventeen fifty. <laughs> I mean, like realistically, you drop an, an amount of money on the table, most people are going to be like, "Fuck, it's real now." Be like, I wouldn't do it for a hundred million dollars. Somebody's like puts ten million dollars in one stack on the table, and you're like, "Fuck, I didn't know you had it with you." Shit, <laughs> this changes everything, Bill. <laughs> yeah. All right. This indecent proposal just got a little too real for me. 
fuck? All right. We are out of here. Thanks, guys. We will see you next Wednesday for another fun-filled adventure of stuff. Something. We don't know we'll what we'll do. We'll figure it out. It'll usually, be- usually, like, the 48-hour period ahead of our live stream, we fucking figure out what it we're It may be do. paranormal. It may be true crime. It may be UFO. It may be. It could just be us fucking off. It could be us planning a freaking heist. We it's don't always know. us fucking off. That's what you're <laughs> We are some fuck-offs. Right, am I ending this thing?